video too if you're watching right now my name is trevor shunk higabon on twitter and i have uh, a frequent guest uh and and co-host uh, himself uh, sam sheehan on the, the the show as well hello sam how are you I'm I'm delightful. Um, thank you for having me. Um, of course. I uh, I just want to get this out of the way. Um, with our Danganronpa series that we've been doing, I've been thinking about those games for literally a half decade. Um, the, what, what we are and, and writing down notes about it and thinking about them. What we're going to talk about today is something I have, uh, I literally only play when I'm turning my brain off. So, uh, well, yeah, we, we will, I just want to get this out of the way. So people aren't expecting to, these will, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to provide the same level of analysis it's, for this, but I think okay. it will be a good show, but I think it will be a good show. Please hang around. Cause I, yeah, I think so too. About today? What are we talking about today? Let's uh, we are talking about we're talking about the 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 well I, I should I should apologize for anyone who's like ultra amped that we're going to get to V three today we're not getting to V three today this <laughs> is like this is a practice run we're going to get to V three soon I've been hearing yes. the people saying we need to do V three um, they're 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 chanting in the streets we, uh, but we will do V three it is literally my favorite video game of all time so we, we're, we yeah we're going to do it don't worry. I was thinking about what we'd end up doing after because, like, I realized half of what people like is that one of us knows what's going to happen and the other one doesn't. And I was like, well, this is going to have very specific games at that point. Uh, So, Trevor and I taking turns, one of us will play 25th Ward and the other one will wait. That's, that's what we'll do. Yeah, we'll stagger that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to to your playthrough of Mick Kids, um, the game <laughs> the game I played a lot of. Uh, the twists in that one, the twists and turns of Ronald McDonald and his friends are going to uh, really surprise yeah. you. Um, you can get a hold of me, uh, ahead of me on Alan Wake too, because I'm not. I I despise uh, electronic copies, and I I won't be purchasing it until there's a physical so that might take some time so limited run games where are you, where are you where where are you limited yeah, run? That, and they don't even have it's not even like some of the other games like uh you know the upcoming yakuza game later this mm-hmm. week that i i was able to buy in canada you can't even do that with alan wake too <laughs> your, your video game your video game distributor in canada um <laughs> unironically i, I yeah. pre-ordered it when i heard it when i heard it was gonna be electronic only in america i was like oh fuck no <laughs> no, 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 no. We're we're getting our yakuza physical please i kind of got into that too i ended up buying final fantasy 7 remake physical yes and finding integrate on on ps5 for physical was like okay well this is going to take me some time and it, it did <laughs> i had mark norman did send me he's like i found this place it was like, called like moose something or like it was like a Bull weird st- store i've never heard of and i was like Bull moose. yeah i think that's right yeah, yeah i was like i was like all right amazing. i guess it's a main vi- secondhand video game store, which checks out that Mark would know about it because I shop there too. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I found this bull moose. It's like it, it's uh, what you're looking for." I was like, "Oh, great! This is this is fantastic." Um, but yeah, so so today uh, we're not talking about those games. We're talking about a game that Sam picked up a little later than me, but is now completely caught up on because that's how that's how we roll um, mm-hmm. when we play uh, video games that also have microtransactions. It's everyone's favorite video game that has microtransactions. Honkai star rail, um, Honkai the new, the new Honkai game. Um, I am, I am. It, don't worry. I have not started a thing where I'm talking to my guests about Honkai impact third. You're just going to have to wait till I, uh, my, my periodic psychotic breaks where I do, uh, solo episodes about how it's one of the most important uh, pieces of uh, literature in the uh, it, recently. Um, yeah, 
it's it's uh god um but uh yeah the um we're, we're, we're talking about uh the sequel ish pseudo sequel to it and genshin impact it is uh it is a it is jrpg format it is uh a lot of fun um i think as far as accessibility goes it's maybe the best of the three um i feel like people might be able to get into it more easily than genshin or maybe not genshin i don't know but definitely honkai impact which is um uh-huh. tough sledding uh yeah. But Sam, you have you have you have uh, you've jumped in. You you had given up Genshin uh, famously, as you mentioned on the show, because uh, it 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 simply hit too hard. Um, its flow was too was too yeah. sick for you. No, it, it's money too tall. It's bitch too bad. Like I, I literally, the bitches were too bad. I, they I were. Had, I had to leave. I had to leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was explaining to Trevor before we started um, my history with Genshin Impact. I um, I became an addict um, where I, you know, I'll admit I was uh, I, I was the, the sucker mark that these gotcha games are, are meant to, uh, you know, pry money from. And boy, did they did they get me over a barrel because I really enjoy um, collecting things. And I, I made it my little goal that I wanted to get all the characters um, in Genshin Impact and it was a very long process, but I did it. I got all the characters that were out up until that time. There's only one way to do that, too. It's and it's not through luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, I, I did perseverance is not how you do it. Yeah, I did it about as cheaply as you can do it. I think I calculated the amount of money I spent on it, and I think it was like I think one hundred and ninety dollars or okay. two hundred dollars. So like that, that's that's pretty a, good. That's about as good as you're gonna do with like uh, getting all of that. So, um. Cause I was doing all the, like, I wasn't doing any like purchases of like Prima gems or anything like that, which is like the in-game currency that you use. Yeah. To pull. I was like, you know, buying the battle pass and the, you know, the, the, the something else. And I would just use yeah. those and, and, and yeah. run that go. So I was very familiar with Honkai impact coming into it because I was a Genshin sicko. And what I did was I caught up, I got all the characters and then I said, I have to get out right now. I cannot keep playing this and I haven't gone back. I want to be clear, though. I actually, because something, uh, argument I want to make, and I think that um, I'm going to try to convince the audience of this as we okay. go along. I think that Genshin, both Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail are better quality of games than a lot of AAA games that you get these days. Yeah, and I see that. And, you know, we did, you and I kind of, when you came on our podcast on uh, YKB, we did a, you know, a video game episode. We talked about, you know, kind of uh, microtransactions, money, and sort of, you know, the rent seeking that goes on in the video game industry. Mm -hmm. And what I think, um, what I like about Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail is I think that they are probably some of the most ethical of this type of game um, yeah. in that this, you know what you're getting right off the bat. Um, I think that there are a lot of games that kind of have moved to the battle pass format, um, especially a lot of like um, first person shooter games, uh, Overwatch, like a lot of glam and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, um, and, and you're really just getting, you know, uh, gun and, player skins and stuff like that and it's all kind of you know like 
Um, and there's also things like the the Suicide Squad game where it was going to be, you know, a direct service game, <laughs> you know, and they love of, those. I, I don't yeah. know why. Um, so in, in that whole scheme of all of these different things that are designed to kind of limit you as a gamer, take your money um, and not just be the you pay this flat price, you get this game. Um, I think once you go creep outside of that, I think um, both Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail kind of have a, a reputation as some of the worst of these games. But I think that they're the level of quality that goes into them and, you know, the even the return that you get on the stupid little bullshit that you pay for yeah. is genuinely – can genuinely make a big difference in terms of, like, how much fun you have, yeah. you know? and. Well, the, yeah, okay. that's the thing. So, like, even if it's yeah. even if it's like free to play, you will probably, if you get into these games, end up spending like a little bit more money than you would normally spend on like a a launch game. You know what I'm saying? But I'm no, still- I mean, no more money. I, I think like I think there's a there's a good uh, analog. I have a friend who plays um, Honkai Impact as well, and like mm-hmm. his whole thing is he's like, I play, I pay for the battle pass, and it's like. You know, that's like my, or maybe not even the battle pass. It's like the, you know, you get you get these gems, like this many gems per day, right? Per day, um, yeah, yeah. And he's like, basically, it's just like my subscription. It's like playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'm paying my fifteen dollars a month. Like it, it yeah. honestly is sort of like the same as a subscription game at that point if you play it that way. And I, I think I think you're right. Like, I, not mm-hmm. to not to say like, I mean, MiHoYo is a, a pretty interesting company. They've had a lot of like big missteps, but they've also had a lot of like good things. They're mm-hmm. they're weird. Uh, they they definitely mess up a lot in terms of uh representations of people of color which is like weird that it can- has come up so often that they've messed up yeah. uh but they, they do yeah. um one of my favorite characters in honkai impact is um half black and you wouldn't know it uh by looking at her or listening to her uh they have made her as white as possible and so it's like well that's a little frustrating uh yeah. but like you know Aside from that, which is a big aside, obviously they should be criticized for that. But like mm. the the way that they approach their games and their stories and the way they sort of talk about them and and you know the the credit they give to their players to understand these complicated ideas, I, I think like in Honkai Impact Third, this is like the most that's the most sort of like robust version of this, and that's because it's been going on for like years and years and years at this point. But you know, you get like get stuff on the wheel of samsara and like the idea of quantum physics and a sort of like uh, suggestion about stigmata and the imaginary and stuff. And it's very, you know, highfalutin, but it also is like the story of the game. And I feel like that kind of goes into Genshin and Honkai Star Rail as well. There's like these, these um, really complex ideas that are sort of like baked into the game. Like I think like the Vijahara and the long life species in, um, in the Zanju, um, colony uh really are kind of like there's there's a lot going on there and i feel like that mihoyo kind of like trusts their player base to to understand and enjoy this stuff is neat i also think like to kind of go along with what you were saying there is a sort of i think as they've gotten more popular right like as Mm -hmm. the games have really grown in profitability one of the things i really like in them is that they offer things for free that will help people play them effectively. 
like yeah. in in uh i mean we were you were we were complaining about her because she's not a great character she's just what you would call a welfare character which is mm-hmm. mean uh but that's mm-hmm. just that's the term uh i, <laughs> I promise right. i won't use any more mean terms but that's the term uh yukong mm-hmm. uh is the mm-hmm. is the one of the only characters who does what, what's called imaginary damage and what mm-hmm. i like about yukong is you can get yukong for free Yes. Yukong is a free character. If you do like yeah. one thing, you get her, which is like, I feel, I find like when games do that, that's a good sign that, yeah, you can get like, you know, you can get tricked into spending a lot of money. A lot of times that's just because you yourself are maybe, and I count myself in this as well. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, a little bit prone to, gambling and obsession and collection and stuff like that yeah yeah i i I think i think what's what's good with i think what they do well is is two things is they give you a lot of quality product for nothing you know what i'm saying like none of the con none of the content is actually gated really behind a paywall it's just about getting it faster You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just about getting it faster. So like, and you know, like obviously the faster matters a lot. Like if there's characters you really like in the game, you know, and you want them on their special character banner, like you've got to get them in that window or you've got to wait like, you know, six months. So obviously that's like a big, that's something there's pernicious elements about that too. Where like, You know, you 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 end up liking these characters because they're the characters you run into in the game, right. um, and they're also like for me when when uh, the game launched, there are characters that are actually sort of like legitimately just retreads or like reversions of um, uh, characters from Honkai Impact. So like Bronya, Welt Young, Himiko, and uh, Seal are the ones that sort of like came out. Although Young King, also if you read the visual novels. Uh, is is he, he's sort of in there as well? So, you know, for anyone for anyone who read the the Honkai Impact visual novels, um, the police are coming to your house. They're going to take you somewhere safe. Uh, you're going to be okay. It's 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 all right. You're going to uh, need to uh, raise your hands, get down on the ground, wait for them to breach. Uh, you the, will be going somewhere better. The police will listen to you talk about how Shakespeare is actually a redhead girl who helped. Um, helps the the characters you know and love get through the quantum dimension when they were 10 it's okay you're gonna be fine um but uh but yeah like there are characters in 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 honkai star rail that like i already had like an emotional connection to essentially and so and a lot of people probably did so like you want to pull them as well and and that's pernicious for sure like you you end up liking these characters you're like gosh i wish i could play i have them in my party or whatever but like you could also truly play the game without having them there you can also borrow them from people um and yeah. when you're playing some of the content it's there are avenues towards not falling into the spending trap which i think is cool because like yeah there are a lot of gotcha games where if you aren't spending you can't get past the kind of like extraordinarily basic level of competition in the game yeah no and and that's the thing and you can still do like a, a lot of the stuff you can do with time, you know, like, and, yeah. and I think that that is what I say. It's like one of the most ethical gotcha games. I've never felt like in Genshin impact. Like I didn't get my money's worth, you know, you know or that I got like tricked. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it really <laughs> is Shaq meme. 
I really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but like, I really, I spent a lot of time on that game and I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I mean, it is like, you know, there obviously were, when it came out, they were doing a knockoff of Breath of the Wild. I think everyone, uh, yeah, 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 everyone. People, people, I remember, I remember that. like making yeah. the case. I was like, it's not really a knockoff because you also are doing like, it's also, uh, it's also kind of like there's elemental elements and it's like, yeah. No, it's a it's Breath of the Wild. It's supposed to be Breath of the Wild. It's they want you to play Breath of the Wild. They, yeah. they know that you want to as well. Yeah, but but you know, but it's also got like the fun. But the, but here's the thing: is that what Genshin and you know Honkai Star Rail by extension, what they're they're good at is they uh, they uh, do these world building things, and they're really good at like the world building aspects yes. of this. And part of this is because it's a gotcha game, and they uh, like. They have these slow unfolding stories because they want to, you know, it's financially beneficial for them to keep you there as long as possible. But if you're someone who likes that, who likes there always being more content and let me, I'm a little freak sicko. I I bought all 10 Malazan books after reading the first one. So like I really enjoy these big. How many are you through now? I am almost done uh, Dead House Gates right here. So we're we're getting close. That is a big book. It is. It is. it's intimidating. 800. 800 and it's it's very funny because I'm pretty sure it's the second smallest one and the first book is the smallest one. <laughs> I think by the time you get to Crippled God, which is the last book, it's like uh, literally like 1,200 pages. So. You, got a, you got a real Harry Potter problem on your hands there. Yes. Uh, this is expansion, expansion, expansion. I think there's um, like three times as many words on uh, uh, on the pages. As nice. Not, Excellent. Like Harry well, you're going to be you're going to be fine when you start finally getting through a Mineko. Um yes. I oh man I I blew through him in Echo man uh-huh. I, I I spent so much time on uh, it's it's so good it's so good uh, uh, we know our fourth game then but the uh, so like yeah, yeah I, I guess like I guess the the thing about that you're describing too is like it, it's a little less obvious in in Star Rail because I think they've they've figured out their onboarding a little more I thought the first zone in Star Rail the the Heart of Space Station was really enjoyable I thought it had like kind of a Xenosaga one yeah. quality to it that I really enjoyed. Um, they have the the trailblazer pick up a bat, which is uh, Kiana's weapon in to start off with in Honkai Impact. So my mm-hmm. little lizard brain did a big cheer, uh, mm-hmm. and all the all the Japanese voice actors are the same for the characters I know. So my brain did another big cheer. That's a yeah. I, I love when they Sneaky. do that. <laughs> Danganronpa. I've explained to you a couple of times. I oh yeah, no, it's totally off air that like doing that with characters there's a a very famous character i don't think they did this in the japanese version for whatever reason but in the Mm -hmm. english version of v3 there's a character who is very obviously a knockoff of a very famous tengentapa girl login character and they brought the exact same like english voice actor in and so good it's 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 like it it makes it so good and it makes it so good because that the, the, you know, it's it's a very important character in both the games, and it's it works so well. It's well, Nagato would not have been and like this is sacrilege to say, but like Nagato yeah. would not have been as good a character if he wasn't voiced by Makoto's voice actor. Yes, it's, like, I, I, that is it's, yeah. it's important that you have that immediate thing where you're like, wait a minute, is that Makoto? Like, right. it's just it's it's important. You have to have that. Um, but yeah. yeah, like I thought I thought that was fun, but I think like. You know the first the first zones in Genshin feel a little not half baked but a little empty like not not particularly yeah. compelling. 
Well, I think I think what is different about um, about Genshin Impact is there's, there's, it's a little bit more narratively slack at that point because mm-hmm. the Wanderer is just kind of like walking around. You know what I'm saying? There's not yeah. really a a through line. It's just like you show up and it's like, hey, this stuff is a little weird. Oh, hey, there's this little boy over here. Oh. He might be um, a god, but you know, <laughs> you know, but he likes this dragon. Maybe you should go fight the dragon and make it not sick. You know, like right, right. Stuff like that versus like, you know, Honkai Star Rail opens you up with like, um, here's mommy. Mommy's letting me out of the box. Um, amazing. And then mommy leaves. There's Kafka. This is also. It, I mean, listen. We, we should so. be clear with the audience that the uh, this game appeals to you because it also appeals to your Fred and Rosemary West play. Um, yes. <laughs> which you are famously into. Uh, yeah. and that's okay. That's, yes. we, we support absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, that, that's actually why I picked this game up. <laughs> um, a box. A box. Um, but you get in, there's immediate purpose. It's like, okay, um, I don't know who I am. Um, I guess, you know, Genshin Impact is also like, I'm looking for my sister, but that like goes away pretty fast. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They start oh, with yeah. that, but like, that just kind of becomes something where it's like, oh, where do we go next? It's like, well, your sister might have been sighted over here, or your sibling, if you're you're playing as the female character. And it's like, okay, that's where we are going. The <laughs> turn to camera. We are going there to look for clues about my sister. Right. It's like, exactly. You know, versus um Honkai Impact, it's like, okay, um, here we are, you're joining like a team yeah, like, of the, like professional wanderers, yeah. Yeah. And it's like you're still wandering, but like there's an idea. It's like you're hunting these Stellarons and you're like kind of protecting the worlds from these, you know, the evil influence of these, you know, Stellarons that ruin things. So there's just like there's a lot more purpose. Like, you know what you know what the stakes are like when you're going in. And it's like a lot less meandery, I guess I would say. I think they get better at kind of streamlining some of this. I agree. And I think like, you know, not to not to ever compare something we like to a Joss Whedon product, but it does have (laughs) it does have it does have a bit of the Firefly element to it that made Firefly such like a cult hit with people where like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, we're on a mission and it takes us to these planets. But the mission is so I mean, it's Star Trek, too, where the mission is so loose that the planets can kind of be anything, right? Like, yeah. it, like you know, the, your first place is, is the Herda space station because that's where the, the Trailblazer wakes up and there's a Stellaron in the Trailblazer and you got to figure all that out. But then mm-hmm. you go to this ice planet. It's like, well, we found a Stellaron there and it's this whole sort of like political intrigue and 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 mm-hmm. class war. And then they're like, okay, well, we, we solved all that. Now we're going to go to uh, fake space China um mm-hmm. and uh, that whole thing is another whole problem but while you think it might be political intrigue it's totally different um it's it's yeah. something much much more sort of like a, a cultural war and the next place they're going is a prison planet it's, it's basically like they can kind of pick wherever they feel is best going to yeah. help their characters grow and i think uh, like oh go ahead no, I was just going to say that I, the, the bringing that up just so I think of it, because that is one of the only points I, I really wanted to make, because I, I think that, you know, I'm kind of making this both about uh, Genshin and Star Rail, but they are very similar games. I think yeah. one of the things um, you brought up Whedon, I think what's important to remember is that like. Don't remind everyone that I brought up Whedon. Uh, well, but I'm just saying like 15 years ago, like, you know, it was 
Whedon, you know, we, we, we reached Whedon's saturation point and it became toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it's like, it was like the spice melange, you know, where like everybody could have a little bit of it. Whedon did like, kind of become like Worm Paul. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's sort of what happened. To him. <laughs> this is really what happened here. So, so, but like, you know, like there, I remember I was also like younger and quite a bit more stupid, but I, I remember really enjoying Firefly and Buffy and like, you know, even like Dr. Horrible sing along blog. Like I was like, Oh, I love this. This is sick. You know? And I think part of that was, it's like, you know, it did have a distinct voice, you know? Uh-huh. And I do think that they pretty successfully pull off the the voice like there is some like pretty good genuine comedy like between the traveler and paimon in like um yeah genshin impact and then you know like um they, they kind of make you like a they give you a lot of like fun little responses to like all of your teammates like <laughs> some of them like actually make me laugh out loud which is pretty rare for me oh, I, I laughed a lot when i was in the <laughs> yeah. uh, in um yurilla four or yurilla six where like mm-hmm. you can go through the town and in Bellabog, and uh, mm. there's a million trash cans around it. Every trash can has like the most like loving story that you can imagine. Yes. And then like yeah. at the end, they're like, "It's weird you're looking in this trash can, though. Like, what are you, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You must be like you must be a grubby little piggy to be in this trash can." Well, and, and that's just like what I'm what I'm gonna say is like that you know like attention. I think why Joss Whedon kind of took off is because like he was one of the first people to be like doing tv with like real attention to writing you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah. like it was it was evil but it was well, like especially genre tv writing. right like this yeah, is exactly. like this is stuff where you know outside of a police procedural like the series yes. tv would never touch genre and so like yeah that yes. was yeah absolutely no i agree and i think like yeah one of the things that that has probably helped uh genshin and star rail as opposed to to impact hunkai mm-hmm. impact is like um, they both sort of understand what they are early on. And Star Rail actually even more so in that like Genshin Impact, it has like it has the seeds of its expansion kind of built in, but mm-hmm. it's clear they're sort of like, hey, like this is an RPG, it's an open world RPG. So please like enjoy that. That's so fun. And yeah. then it complicates that as it goes along. And in, in Honkai Impact Third, it's it's even sort of more straightforward it's like hey these like these girls are also like they fight aliens and stuff and like right you control them and they like they shoot and punch and it like truly is not what the game is about like you could play the first you know 17 chapters of impact third and you're like well all of this can just kind of get you know it's important for lore or whatever but it's like okay well this isn't what this game is functionally and also from an enjoyable standpoint and i think star rail Mm-hmm. gets there faster like star rail yeah. is just like okay like look you're here for this experience this is what it's going to be and within what we're telling you you can see the general outline of what you're going to get throughout and i think that works so much better yeah and, and i think that i think another thing that they're really strong at doing just from a writing perspective that i think really helps um me f- you know, I, I think they're really good games for like this reason. But I think an, another really strong writing thing they do, um, they're not uh, afraid of themes. Um, and I think that <laughs> terrified of themes, <laughs> well, well, like but by not being afraid of the because I think too many like I, I, I think too many things are like. Uh, to they just play that like a little too coy. You know what I'm mm, saying? Yeah. Like and. 
it can sometimes get out. You, you end up with um, what's his name? The Naughty Dog Last of Us guy. Like, oh, uh, um, yeah. God, why am uh, I forgetting his name? Um, I got to figure I it out because we can't. Uh, yeah, I can't. You, you all know who uh, I'm talking about. Everyone, uh, everyone knows. Yeah. The, the guy um, who said it's the most, it's the most important game anyway. And, but like he's he's just like, you know, he he's I think he's a good example of like Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann. Yeah. When you're a little too high on your own supply about like what it is that you're doing, you know, like yeah. and, you, you, you know, um David Cage will also do this too. And I think it's kind of a hallmark of like kind of what? bad writing. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like a hallmark of bad writing where it's like you take it too seriously and there is an implied understanding to you, the creator, that you're smarter than your audience. And right. you do like kind of lovingly show them something that they're too stupid to get. And it's like, and it's ultimately an idea that is extremely simple to get <laughs> to understand. It's like, right. Exactly. You know, like he went through Druckmann went through this whole thing. Of like, Oh, they all have names. Like these are people. Do you understand that when you kill people, that's bad. And it's like, yeah, man, that's like why we play video games. You know, I, I love that tweet. That's like, that was like, yeah, like when that, like those articles were coming out and somebody was like, yeah, they do this in Yakuza. And all it does is it just makes it more awesome when I uh, curb stomp a Wada through a guardrail. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like, I, yeah. I love, I, I love yeah. how like Druckmann and, and yeah. Jonathan Blow and, and David Cage, like all kind of exist in this world where, mm-hmm. you know, like it seems like they exist in a world where something like, um, earthbound or undertale didn't already happen where like a very sort of like confident writing group was like yeah we made this cutesy and kind of obvious but also the theme's going to hit you like a ton of bricks like like when 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 an undertale flowey says like oh did you think those were hit points they stand for hatred points it should be the dumbest thing anyone said in the world but you're just like nope that hits. That's so impressive. Like yes. I love that because they're just like the writing's good. Like the writing just like is so confident and careful. And 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 I, I guess I guess what it is is it's like the care and the focus are on the right. I think I'm so glad you brought up Undertale because that's a great example. Like because I, I was thinking about this, I was actually listening to some of the Undertale songs on my way home. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Because I think like Undertale is like such an impressive. Like the Undertale OST on its own is such a great like artistic achievement, like mm-hmm. just there. And I think that it, you know, that is able to do some emotional heavy lifting for like the rest of the game. That I know. It really. Sam, oh, am I back? You're back. You're back. No. They do some emo- just uh, what were saying? We you, they do some emotional heavy lifting for the for the game. Yeah, sorry, yes. Um, I, we got out. I apologize about that. Um, the yeah, the emotional it does the emotional heavy lifting for the game. Um, and but some of these other like AAA games, you go to like some of this other stuff, and you end up with the fucking Peter Bretter dark ominous tones from Forgetting Sarah Marshall is like <laughs> what they're all doing. I was genuinely trying to think about this like the last time like a a big triple a North American video game, like really like had a very iconic like score or something like that. And you think you got to go all the way fucking back to halo for something yeah. like that. Like, and I guess just that's kind of to, to, you know, not forget what I'm talking about and get off on a tangent. But I think that that is, 
you know, kind of the care that goes in around the edges when it comes to writing shows that you care more just about like than just about one idea. And I think the mm-hmm. example of this is I'll use the um, Hong Kong Starbell one. I thought it was really interesting when you get to the second place, like, which is kind of like a starship. And these are all the people who follow the hunt. Right. And what the, 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 like, this is like a very straightforward thing. The hunt hunts abundance, you know, and abundance is like this wellspring of life. But the hunt is about like kind of pruning that life down to yeah, you have to call manageable. It. Yes, calling it down to like a manageable number because if abundance ran unchecked, it would like overwhelm the universe. And I think that is such an that is like such a classic example of what Hoyoverse like does in writing that I really enjoy about it. Is this is such a simple inversion, but you have one like side that is on the side of death. And you have one side that is on the side of life and the abundance, the people on the side of life are the bad guys. Like they're like the cultists that you have to like root out in the society. And they're the ones that are kind of underwhelming things in the way that like in like 99.999% of other things, it's like the death cult that like worships exactly satanic God or something like that. And it's, you know, it's a very basic thing. It's still something that, it's still a story that everyone's familiar with. It's not doing anything super new there or anything like that, but just something like that, just a little inversion of what we like usually see. It makes a huge difference. um, At least to me personally in these games. And I think that's like another real boon to it, you know, that kind of makes it feel less like a gotcha game and more like a real, really realized like game, you know? Yeah, and I think, like, one of the, you know, it sort of takes me back to thinking about these writing teams, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, thinking about, uh, I mean, it comes up when I'm thinking about MMOs as well, and, like, Final Fantasy fourteen, and thinking, like, okay, a lot of the things that most sort of, like, capture my imagination in Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, like, yeah, some of it's the main mm-hmm. scenario stuff, and, like, obviously that's, like, uh, fantastic work. Mm-hmm. But, like, even within the main scenario, right, it's, like, it's not even necessarily the stuff that's written by Yoshida or like the, the people who are the main like draws, right? Like I'm not mm-hmm. like, Oh, like, well, you know, my favorite uh, auteurs are at this. It's like the little stuff that people are saying on the side, the kind of thing that like um, embodies the whole world. It makes it kind of like lived in. Yes, right? And exactly. like, and I think like having a team, right? Like having a lot of people working on something as like, Hoyoverse does like it's a pretty it's a fairly like robust team of writers and uh, artists and thinkers and stuff like that like that has made it so that like there is this sort of like diversity of language and and approach and and like even just dialogue that makes everything feel like lived in as opposed to like as you put with Druckmann like this is my auteur perspective and it will be like, it it will be brought forward the way it should be, which I mean, mm-hmm. honestly works better in novels and film than it does in video games. Cause video yeah. games exist in a world. Like it's, it's hard to deal with. Yeah. I know. I know we kind of I, n- notable exception, at least for me, I know we kind of disagree on and that. Miyaza- no, no, no. I like Kojima. I think, yeah. I think Kojima, I think Kojima sometimes uh, falls into his own worst habits, but like, I yeah. mean, I think that's probably true of like my other favorite auteurs. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's true of like most great artists that like they're, 
they have like their worst work is just when they're just like, oh, this is all this is going to be all me. Like, I'm just yeah. going to put everything. Like, I'm not going to check anything and that. It's like, oh, this kind of sucks what you did. here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think he's extremely, uh, you know, th- there are exceptions. But mm-hmm. even within that, right, like those games, I think Metal Gear particularly is it's an example of something that isn't meant to be a world as such because it is such like yeah. it's such a, a determined and like clear thing in terms of like the writing that like yeah it, it steamrolls you and the same thing same thing with Danganronpa in a certain way where That's like exactly the yeah. comparison I was just about to make is it's like it's it's very similar to Danganronpa where it's like it's it's more communicating an idea via the characters you know what right. I'm saying right and it's like and I think that that is kind of what I'm what I'm getting at is like what what kind of separates like you know Druckmann and those style of games is they like they don't really have the courage to just go all out and be like this is the idea and right. like you you know so they kind of couch it in the, the 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 very plain world but also make it so overt you know what they're trying to say right. that it that it like it kind of, you know, it, it just makes it feel like a play. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't feel totally. like a world. It feels like, it feels like you're being presented a very specific idea, you know? Well, and it, it's true that like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, these games and I, I think like gotcha games in general um, rely on being appealing, right? Like you have to appeal to multiple audiences in these games because you want yeah. multiple people to spend money on your game. Like that's right. sort of the, that's the whole deal. But like on some level that, that sets them apart from something like Danganronpa or, um, I mean, Metal Gear probably has become so such a cultural touchstone. That it's it's not the same, but Death Stranding certainly was like this, right? Like it, yeah. it, 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 it pushed back against what a lot of people expected. And like, some people didn't like it for that. Um, I think like, what's interesting is looking at something like, uh, the last of us and realizing like, okay, what this game is doing is it's trying to make a game that everyone will like. Like it's 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 not trying to be divisive. It's trying to do something that everyone will like. But unlike something like Star Rail, it's not it's not open enough with its approach to actually earn like a kind of you know general pleasantness that way, right? Like it's yeah. I, I think I think like the the way that there's so much maybe maybe it's this way that Star Rail and games like it give you so much of a world there are so many places you can go and people you can talk to there's so many like avenues you can pursue that like ultimately the oh everyone can play this and enjoy it becomes just like a series of choices as opposed to everyone likes this because it's bland well i think there's a bell curve to that you know what Mm. i'm saying where like you know impact you know uh, because i think this is some i think zelda is honestly kind of what makes breath of the wild kind of a reboot on the zelda franchise is that it does this world specific first you know what i'm saying like it's still obviously very recognizable as a zelda game you've got ganondorf you've got princess zelda you've got all your little friends who are all in the different races and some of them are superpowers who are your friends you know like and they come with you but like what breath of the wild did is it, it it took a real shift away from like what this game is about is about link's journey to what this game is about is that link is in the world, you know, right. and you are kind right. of in control of the world. We are presenting you a world and you have all of these options, you know? And I think that 
you know, Genshin Impact did that. I think that yeah. there are games like that. I think that the sandbox aspect, I think one of the first games to do this was Grand Theft Auto, which I think mm-hmm. people really enjoyed. Like that's why people really enjoyed Grand Theft Auto to start with, you know, and I think, um, and you know, you are, on the one hand, you have those on the other hand, you have games like Danganronpa and Kojima and like VNs that are like very specifically, you know, out and out being outrageous about what they're trying to tell you to the point where like the world is, is off. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. the, 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 um, the rules of the world are warped to kind of accommodate what the artist is trying to tell you. And then in the middle, uh, what I, what I, you know, to kind of separate, you know, the games I don't like <laughs> and like Druckmann and stuff, it's that they're trying to have, trying to have a quote unquote normal world, um, but also like tell their story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and fit the story into that world where it's almost like, okay, you almost have to, I don't want to like psychoanalyze these guys, but it's almost like you've got to be like, I'm so confident that I know what the world is like. I'm going to present you the real world. And then also what I think about it is natural law. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. and, I, and I think that that is, I think that's what's so, I, I think that's what's so unappealing about those. And you have kind of have the, on the other hand, you know, you've got just silly little Honkai uh, Star Rail and Genshin Impact, which I really enjoy, which are, you know, very silly little games, but oh, yeah. you do that. But then the, on the other hand, you have like, Games like Danganronpa and like Metal Gear Solid Two, where I finished them, and I'm like, oh, holy fuck! <laughs> right, <laughs> like that was you know, awesome. It's, yeah, it's also true that like on some level, I feel like this is different from Metal Gear Solid and Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. Um, but games also, like games sorry, like real quick, um, grass please. the grasshopper guy. Um, oh, Suda. Uh, yeah, Suda also really strongly does this. If you ever played oh, his game, honestly, yeah. he, him even more so than honestly, even more so than Kaz and Kojima. He like, like he, he pushes that to the limit. <laughs> yeah, he dives right in. Yeah, uh, started playing Killer Seven again. That is, uh, boy, that game. That game goes for it every single second of the every single moment. <laughs> I played it too young. Like I was too young to like know what like because it it really is kind of an art project. Almost. It's bizarre. It's or, like yeah. it's cool to play as an adult because you're just yes. like, oh, this is an installation piece. I see. yes, yes, uh, <laughs> exactly. And I I really as someone who's like really enjoyed Silver Case as an adult, I would really like to like go back and like play Killer Seven again. PC so. port's not bad. So just okay. so you know, um, but uh. But yeah, it's like, I feel like on some level, uh, and I wrote about this a little bit in the book, but like yeah. on some level you have to give up, you have to give up control of, um, your project. Uh, if you're, if you're going to make it real, right. Like where like you were talking about grand theft auto, I think it's a great example mm-hmm. where like you get stuff like hot coffee or you get stuff like, Oh, I'm taking a video of me, like mowing down a bunch of sex workers in my, <laughs> in my like souped up Mustang. And it's right, like, right. Yeah, it yeah. took it out of the creator's hands because not like no one in their right minds like, oh, I sure hope my you know financially expensive game is successful. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put out all the stuff that will make people think it's the most vile thing on the planet. Right, right. right. And, but like, but like that's what happens. You, you say like, yo, enjoy living in the world, and you get that, or you get like like trick shots. You get stuff that is not within the 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 general sort of like. Or not general, but within the strict scope of the game, right? And, and like yeah. that happens in 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 Star Rail in terms of like you know making builds, making you know optimized character builds, you know pulling to get 
you know, particular, it basically being a whale so that you can like overpower your team or whatever. Um, but where it doesn't happen is in, or where it's not supposed to be allowed to happen is within um, like those, those kind of like loose prestige games, like, like your, like your last of us is, or, mm-hmm. you know, heaven forfend your, um, your, uh, what is it? The origami killer, uh, heavy rain. <laughs> um, and like it, one of the things I wrote about in the book that I think about a lot, and I, I thought about it a lot before writing about it was mm-hmm. this game. I can't remember who did it. I always forget the guy's name. He's not a super famous artist, but he did a, a, a video project called dead in Iraq and mm-hmm. dead in Iraq went into the America's army, um, online game. And in the chat function just kept writing, uh, the names of dead, uh, soldiers uh okay. to, in the in the chat like basically spamming it at people and like people people responded to him like you're such a troll or like fuck you or like like all the, you know all the stuff you would expect them to say and i don't mean to take anything away from the artist because it is a provocative piece and the, the, there's something to be mm-hmm. said for that but within the video game itself like those people responding back in that extremely chaotic and like very much um video gamer sort of way of being like shooting from the hip and being like, you're not playing the game, right? Idiot. Like that, that is, that is that moment where you give up control. Like America's army gives up control, not to say America's army is a great piece of art, of course, but like mm. it gives up control because you can use it for protest, but then you can also use it for total mindlessness. And yeah. the games that like the games that sort of fall in the, what you're calling that middle ground where it's like, Okay, it's not like wholly controlled and a narrative. It's not a. It's not a. Um, it's not like a visual novel, um, which is what Hideo Kojima wants to make, but is uh, un, un, unwilling to do so. Um, right. uh, he's, he so wants to. It's like yeah. what, what he would love to do, it, um, it's, and it's, it's not like. Well, ahead. you don't get to, you don't get to hang out with celebrities when you make a VN. So like, I don't know. Kaz like, seems to. He hangs out with Yoko Taro. That, <laughs> I think that's just more. It's like drinking, but oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's Taro's not like a celebrity. Celebrity, I uh, guess. Yeah. I guess. Well, you know what? He would be a celebrity to Kaz because he just like, um, <laughs> it's like I I literally invented new levels of polygons that you can put put into characters to be horny at. Like Kaz, if Kaz were able to do a two B style render modeling of the Shinigami from Raincoat that Kaz oh, just did. Kaz is so horny for Shinigami, his own character in Raincoat. It's awesome. He's I mean, so he's sorry, there's at least three characters in every game he is ludicrously horny for, <laughs> including Sonya Nevermind, who's like the yeah. the most ridiculous character. And it's just like, no, you're also supposed to like constantly be thinking about like where her tootsies are or whatever. No, he, <laughs> he like definitely has like a blonde woman fetish like that. That is like that is like something that's the rarest fetish, uh, extremely established to me um, throughout the uh, th- throughout playing all of his games. I'll just say that. But I mean, yeah, no, it's true. But like, uh, yeah, I think like I think those those games in the middle, like mm-hmm. you you're not getting the 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 straight from the straight from the hose. Like you know, now we're gonna drink from the fire hose UHF thing. Uh, of like meaning, right? Capital M meaning, and you're not getting the open world that actually kind of like does good stuff with, uh, with like which like gives you complete control over your experience in there. You're getting this middle brow thing where it's like, yeah, okay, I the author am going to tell you what this all means, and you're going to experience it in your own way. And it's it's one thing that Honkai Star Rail is not as pretentious, and like I think yeah. that 
that lack of pretension is it, it really shows through, especially when you yes. compare it to games that are like AAA games that are like, okay, sit down and be serious. This is a serious game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like it, it sets itself apart from that. And I think kind of reaffirms uh, kind of going back to what you're saying, like reaffirms what actually is like enjoyable about video games. Yeah. I, I think what I think is, what I think is interesting, and I think where where it gets separated is exactly it's it's like intent to when you present an idea to someone to kind of tell someone how to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that is I think that's the kiss of death when you're talking yeah. about some of these um, games because I, I and I think that these. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I think some of these uh, more arrogant artists kind of are, are very sure that they have the, the right idea about some what? of this stuff. Yeah. But like even even arrogant like dickheads who are like bad people can still make games that I, I, I like can still get this right. Like I this is one of my like most unpopular opinions and I, and I get a lot of pushback on it every time, but I still haven't been talked out of this. I still haven't heard a compelling. This is your Bioshock Infinite opinion? Yes, that's exactly where I'm going to go with this is Ken Levine and Bioshock Infinite because I think that Bioshock Infinite, at the end of the game, he did relinquish that control where you kind of, you, he didn't tell you what to think about Booker DeWitt. You know, there's, there's Comstack who is the evil version of Booker DeWitt, but you don't, you know, like, you get to, I think it's pretty clear Booker is a bad guy, but like, you know, like, but that is still a judgment that the game like lets you make. There's no overt thing of like Booker DeWitt, like um, stabbing a woman to death or something and being like, I hate women or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, yeah, there's like the, the, it's, it's, it doesn't have the Joel conundrum from, right. uh, from last of us where it's like, Oh, hey, we forgot to tell you, Joel's kind of a bad dude. Well, that's sort of like the the Joel twist was like played as, you know, like this is what you've got to become to like protect the people you love, you know, and that was supposed to be the big thought. And it's like, you know, and, you know, what what lies there? Like the thing is, the game is so sure of that. That you don't right. get to, it doesn't even open up the the idea that like, it, you, you know, you can't even really go to the idea that like, Joel is is strictly just a piece of shit, <laughs> like, and, yeah. and, and and Ellie's a victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the game yeah. thinks that it does that, and I, I think some people do take that, you know, bait. Like I, I've heard people like say that that it's like, oh no 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 no, like it, it, the the game knows Joel's a bad guy. It's like, does it though? Does yeah, it though? You know, like it's what it's what's kind of like brave as a ridiculous word to use, but maybe it's the right word to use. It's yeah. what kind of brave about the Danganronpa storytelling to me is that like mm-hmm. you get this sort of like it's outlandish, right? Like the the concept right. of hope and despair being this big of a thing, but like it's presented as an outlandish idea. It's presented as an outlandish and sure, I sure of itself idea to the mm-hmm. point where all the characters essentially become like varying levels of metaphor in order yes. to bring the idea out. Whereas like, if you're just like, if you're saying like, I've made these rounded characters in order to make you face the realities of your, yourself as a human. I mean, I don't know how a better way to say this. Essentially you're just making like prestige TV at that point yes. and not the good kind. Like you're, you're just doing, you're yeah. just doing the walking dead where you're like, well, maybe Negan's good. Cause he hit that guy and saved those people from zombies. And you're like, that's like, that's not even like, 
compelling like what are you what are, what are you doing here well that's what i'm saying is that but then they like literally did that they also just yeah. literally turned last of us into prestige like like it's big right. hbo hallmark show and it's like fucking this already happened on usa network <laughs> like, right like 10 years ago what are we doing like but even there like you look at something like you look at prestige tv that's better and you look at something like the sopranos or you look at yeah um justified which isn't necessarily prestige tv but sort of makes the same is. point yeah and that like it they're better because they have a very clear point of view to the point that the characters are subsumed by that point of view to a certain degree like Tony mm-hmm. Soprano doesn't exist as a realistic character. You're not supposed to be like, oh, I know ever I like everyone knows a Tony Soprano. Right. No, no one no, knows no. a Tony Soprano. Yeah, That's the, the point, point of the show is that he's cool. He's such a cool guy that you want to yeah. be like. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. like it's a real Martin Scorsese feel. Yeah, where the uh, where where like like in Goodfellas, where all the fellows are good. Yeah, all the fellows are good. I, have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? I haven't yet, but uh, okay, Leo's Leo's the hero. Yeah, Leo's the hero in that one. Um, you know, like it's like watching The Irishman, and you're like, "Wow, De Niro! Like he lived an awesome life." <laughs> <laughs> like that's what you think at the end of the movie. It's like that was awesome. I love I love the the toxic masculinity critiques of those things where you're just like, it's actually toxic masculinity to look at Tony and think anyone would want to be like him because <laughs> like, he like smokes cigars and goes to titty bars it's like yeah that's yeah. that's weird dude like that's just i don't know it's a horrible life well and, and that I, I i think that's the thing and this is the point you were just making is that like sopranos sopranos is like one of the funniest shows on television because mm-hmm. for that exact reason because they are able to treat all their characters as like you know vehicles you know they're all ideas in in the you know the the hope of a a better purpose you know what i'm saying like it's it's not like just you know obviously tv is also something like totally different because the whole point you know tv is observed the whole point of video games is agency you know on some level you know what i'm saying like even even like even in like the most sort of like straightforward visual novel i think like this is something that um not PK Dick, but uh, uh, William Gibson understood when he wrote like, uh, what the hell is William Gibson's book called? That's like the poem, uh, William Gibson e poem. <laughs> oh, Agrippa, um, which was like basically a poem that erased itself. It, it's it's essentially like okay, yeah, the poems on the disc, the poem erases itself. Um, in the same way that in a visual novel, you're sort of like doing the different paths or whatever your agency within that is stopping in the middle. Your agency in that is like, Oh, I'm not going to put the disc in or I'm not going to hit a, and unlike a book, which sort of exists as a thing to be read, Mm -hmm. like the actual software stops when you stop, you still have the agency to push it forward. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a fine distinction, but it's a distinction between something like, as you say, like TV, which is filmed and shot and finished already. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think they're totally different. And I I I also think that like the the kind of like subsuming of the character to the actual point of the of the show is something that has become less fashionable as TV tries to seek legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Um and the same thing as with video games as they try to seek legitimacy, this idea of subsuming the characters to the point of the game has mm-hmm. become less fashionable because you're supposed to be like Oh well, everyone can relate to the problems that such and such is having, even though it's such an exceptional situation. Right. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that you know, like a vet, like. I think that, you know, I don't want to go there, but I think this is the kind of the problem that Marvel is having, like on a, a larger scale, too. Yes, is that, like, you absolutely. Know, like, it's 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 kind of fucking eating itself um, in this, you know, same way. And to be honest, it hurts my heart to say this, but I think that um, the Trails games ran into this problem in the Cold Steel. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's sad. But but that's another that, that was another thing where like what the Trails did games the trails games remind me a lot of um, it's a lot like Genshin in the same way where the characters kind of come in and exit and there's a world that's like living and breathing and there's, you know, distinct different voices. The world feels very lived in. Like there's a lot of stuff like the garbage can thing in Bella yeah. that like comes up in the trails games. Um, and I, you know, but I, the cold steel games were a lot worse to me and so was you know they, they got better um from a like a just quality of life standpoint like in terms of how fun they were to play is just they yeah. got more newer and people got better at those but as the games went along they got they became a little bit like too obsessed with you know kind of keeping characters and like adding characters <laughs> and and the world kind of took a backseat you know what i'm saying yeah. you're no longer just yeah. traveling through the world and it becomes you know about the characters um, for whatever reason, like, and, you know, cause in the earlier games, it's two games in and out new protagonist. And then in cold steel and reverie, you're with fucking Reed Schwartzer for five fucking games. And he's like, <laughs> he is just, he is not that interesting. He it's, is, the, it's the Enzo yeah. problem, except, except Enzo was cool. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it just, you know, at the end of it, you just, I, I guess just so that's, Etsy, that's my thing. Enzo. Etsio, oh yeah, Etsio yeah. yeah, yeah. Enzo, Enzo, also Enzo awesome. from Reboot. Also. Yes, it was was awesome. We loved, yeah, we loved him. Really His cool gold eye. <laughs> got, got adult, became an adult. Um, but you know, I, I, I guess my point here is that you've got to have a certain level of confidence to just let your silly little world game breathe and yeah. be the silly little world game. You know, like, yeah. and I think that once you kind of start. Once you want it to be something else, you kind of push it towards something without like, well, wanting to still maintain the shape of the world. Because I think that's what auteurs do. If they yeah. want to make a point and they want to make an idea, they just let that dictate the shape of the world completely. You right. Know? Which like, is, I mean, that's like, yeah. that's the, the classic auteurs like Fellini or, or Hitchcock mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, I'm just going to say Fellini Hitchcock because I'm not going to sit here and name a bunch of auteurs. Uh, Antonioni. Um, like that's the whole point though right like it, yeah. it is like you watch something like i mean there's a million movies like this you could even take rear window which i remember i think orson wells hated and it's just like you want to say to orson wells like the reason you hate this is because you don't like alfred Hitchcock's view of the world like it's it's mm -hmm. purely about like literally you could you could have alfred Hitchcock on the screen being like everything here is a camera it's all cameras <laughs> and like everything's a camera and like it would not be any less subtle than the, than the movie actually is but that's what makes it great like mm -hmm. that's what makes it such a brilliant movie is that like you're watching it and you're like oh this is like this is what's in his head when he's thinking about cameras like this is hitchcock telling us about cameras within the the, the shape of the movie mm -hmm. um, in the same way kaz is telling us about whatever in dank and rampa and right. like 
I, you know, it, it, it strikes me thinking about like thinking about the critique you're making reminds me of two things that are, that are kind of different. One being, um, when live, when I talked to live, um, about Halloween episode on Halloween stuff on our ep- last episode, um, one of the, one of the, the things she mentioned is she's like, she's tired of like a 42 horror being like the real thing, you know, this is about zombies, but, or like, this is about like a serial killer, but it's really about grief. Right, and right, I've, I've been yeah. thinking about that a lot. Cause it is irritating. It happens a lot. Like I, you know, I was listening to a podcast that I really enjoy. I won't name it here cause they do really good work and I don't want to, uh, to, to make it seem like I don't like them because they, they really do excellent work um but there was one story. The you know ball podcast uh <laughs> i was listening to a story on the you know ball podcast oh yes. no the you know ball podcast is one of my favorites but uh also also um th- this sh- i'll name it this show uh, it's called creepy but it's they, they do really really good storytelling on there it's the narrators are fantastic it's good stuff if you like you know scary stories or whatever um and it's not their fault uh that this one didn't hit for me uh it was a decent story but like the whole point of it was like the, the ultimate sort of like payoff was. And after seeing all this like death, I felt really, really vulnerable and upset. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like that's not scary though. Like that's just, that's just tragic. Um, And, and like, it reminds me of that, but it also reminds me of what you're saying about the characters. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. The characters reminds me of how um, the, the, um, Mashal Ali uh, Blade movie keeps getting pushed back. And one of the things they they said recently this week was like, yeah, Marvel or Kevin Feige wanted Blade to be like the third lead in the Blade movie. And it's like, okay, we like completely lost the point. Like, (laughs) we're too obsessed with side characters. We're too obsessed with winking things. We're too obsessed with like referencing something to reference something to reference something either thematically or within like a, Hey, remember this guy from this movie that like, you're sort of like not even telling a story. You're just, you're, you're essentially just flexing your either referential or brain muscles. Well, it's just, it, 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 at that point, the world, when the world is about the characters, you know what I'm saying? Cause you don't run into the same people you recognize as often as you do in the Marvel. Universe. That's what, that's why Marvel's like collapsing in on it. Yes. Cause absolutely. it's like, you can't, you can't keep track of like that many people, like just in general in your daily life. You know what I'm saying? And you have to kind of care about all of these. Just imagining running into an acquaintance and then being like, okay, before we chat, have you read the limited series that came out recently <laughs> right. about my breakup? It's like, well, no, it's like, no, <laughs> dude, no, I, no, I get I that. Like it's called, it's out in graphic novels. So like well, hit me up after you check that out. I mean, this, this might be like a little bit too real for some people, but I think this is why, you know, cause, cause you know, Friendships are not ironclad bonds. They're they're things that wax and wane depending mm-hmm. on your point of life and time and where you are and like certain parts of your your life. And um, but just think about like you know sort of the the attention span and the amount of your life that you give to just someone who is a really good friend to you, but is just kind of like faded into the background of your mm-hmm. of your life. And then it's like, wow, I can't manage, you know, I'm not saying anyone's a bad person for this. Everyone has that person in their life. That's just, is just being human, but it's like, wow, I can't manage that for someone who was at one point, like one of the most important people um, in my life to me. I'm definitely not fucking managing that for like fucking Deadpool. Um, the Ryan, the, the, the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool being in the fucking background of something, you know, I'm not going to look up like what silver Sable is up to. Like, right. It's just like, it's, it's absurd. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. right. And, and that, and, and I think that that is that is a game. You know, the game is a a um, 
it is like a little it is a shot it is a little snapshot of you know a world storytelling is this it's a little snap of a world and i think when you once you start cramming more and more people into it you're bending the 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 world to where it's no longer about the world anymore like it's it's a Mm -hmm. fucking play you know everyone's coming on stage and that's Again, the example, the, the Trails of Cold Steel games do this, where all of a sudden they've got to have every fucking character that has ever been in the games has to pop back up in the games. And it's like, you know, early on in the series, it's like, oh, this is a great treat. Like, here's, a, you know, in, in uh, the Crossbell games, it's like, oh, here is one character from Trails, in the, one to two characters from Trails in the Sky. <laughs> and then it all who appears. And it's very nice. It's very nice to just see those one Fun, characters. yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's fun. Like, this is a lived-in world. There's a good reason for them to be here. And I, I guess what I guess is a long-winded way of saying it was when it stops being about the world, you start moving back towards that other end of the pendulum where it's it's more about the idea. And if yeah, it's the, like the IP becomes right. really important, right? And if the idea is just the characters, then that's not really a fucking idea, you know, because that's the, that's the, you, that's where you get caught in that fucking middle world, it's unedited, you know? yeah, right, right, so, yeah. Either the, like, char- yeah. The, the characters either need to be in service to the idea or the world. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or yeah. you got to pick one. You know, like, and if if you a lot of people try to like split that baby, where it's like, no, I'm going to create a world where it's because I understand things so well, all the, 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 the characters flawlessly fit into this world that I've created because it is the correct world. So right. every character that I create will obviously fit into this world because I perfectly understand the world. So it, it's David like, Cage. I, I think like, yeah, I think it, I honestly, I think it comes down to like respecting your audience. I think it comes down right. to sort of understanding that like, you know, I'm like my audience, I have to, you know, if I'm writing a story, I have to understand that my audience isn't like going to pitch a fit because their favorite character wasn't in this one this time. And like some of your audience won't understand that and they'll pitch a fit. But like once you start understanding that, like, okay, well, it's all about the IP and all about making sure that everything gets represented, then the thing's going to go to hell. And like that's honestly, I think, I think, I think Star Rail respects its audience at this point. Like I think, you know, it hasn't had a lot of like, cameos where it's like oh who's that in the in the background it's it's someone from two stories back they're visiting us on this other world it's like no they're they're still over back there you might have like an event that goes on back there but like you're not going to see them necessarily yeah no yeah i was gonna say it doesn't try to like cram everyone in you don't people people will come back in the story when it makes Mm -hmm. sense you know like if you're on the space station you know you're not always gonna see um Arlen again for every right. mission on the space station. Cause that would be insane. But like <laughs> every once in a while you'll feel, Oh, Hey little boy. Like, do you still have your fun dog? You know? And then you right. do like your one mission with him. And then that's, that's it. Kind of the way it would work in real life because the yeah. world, you know, that the world is making sense. You know, the, the game is about the world and kind of immersing you in that, you know? And I think that that is, that is something that, um, is I think harder to do in video games than it is in books because mm-hmm. the player has more agency. So it's a little harder to maintain, you, you know, with books, you kind of get to, you kind of get to dictate the, you know, the aperture of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, on. the only, the only way you can like screw that up is sort of like, you know, shooting yourself in the foot a la like ready player one. 
rear road. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make this frame as big as possible. <laughs> right, just, right. Like, but otherwise, yeah, you're right. Books, books yeah. are sort of the perfect version of this where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to I'm going to create like a snapshot. I you know, actually, now that you say it, I think like if we're if we're thinking about this on that like weird continuum we sort of brought up a couple times, the 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 books that the games are that are sort of like Danganronpa or Metal Gear Solid or whatever, where it's just like, it's basically like the fire hose of what this person thinks. And it's, it's, you know, everything's going to conform to that because it's like a, a very clear statement that some people will like, and some people won't like, right. That's closest to a book. The middle brow stuff is closest to a film and the, the stuff we're describing in like Honkai or whatever, where like it truly is a world that the player can, like absolutely interact with and change and it it doesn't have any control is some sort of like nebulous new thing. Um, Not to say it's better than books or even better than movies, but like it is, it is a nebulous new thing. Um, It's not reducible. Well, I think, I think it's why Grand Theft Auto was so fucking popular when it came out is because it, it, you know, and that's, I think that's why sandboxes are fucking everywhere. They're the bane of my existence now. And I fucking hate most of them, but like, I I think that the, the the idea behind the sandbox, because what Grand Theft Auto really was is like, this is a antisocial behavior like replicator, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and every time in Grand Theft, Auto, you know, they're they're doing their fun little like, uh, oh, here's a here's a slur, and that's a motor scooter is is called a slur. That's funny, right? Like, they'll do their writing like that, but they will do, um, you know. But the game is the game as they go along. It's like this is Los Angeles. Here, isn't this cool? You can drive up this street, and this is an actual street in Los Angeles. Right. You know, recognize this this thing and so the worlds get more and more detailed but as a world where you can you know unleash your most base impulse you can drive a billion miles an hour um you are at the center of everything you know what i'm saying like so right. and, and i think that i think why grand theft auto hit off so hard was because they when they unleashed the sandbox game they really leaned the fuck in and kind of created like the perfect one right off the fucking absolutely bed. yeah yeah like because because that's really what people you know want especially in a realistic one you know if you're going to create a world that looks like this world make it one where i can behave wildly different you know and yeah, that's do whatever you want not right. yeah yeah not be sort of like bound by right and, and and like that's why and i think that's why like the 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 cinematic survival horror is so frustrating because it's like well like i should at least be like super like i, I should at least be more powerful than i am right now if I'm yeah. like, if I'm, if I'm my weak self, if I'm like some, you know, schlubby 38 year old wandering around in the, in the apocalypse, that's not fun. That's just like, that just makes yeah. me think about wandering in the apocalypse. And like, I could just, I, you know, I could go read, like, could read extremely sad books if I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if, if I want to feel fucking powerless, I'll, I'll, I'll open my fucking bills, you know, yeah, I'll go to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, it, it, you know, we don't want to, I don't know. I feel like people don't, cause, cause there's two differences, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, like Danganronpa is, um, something that is generally not really, I mean, it's fun, but like, you know, it is something that is, you know, traumatizing you in a way like over Mm -hmm. and over again, but that is because it's kind of, 
you know, it's enlightening something that like wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? It's making a specific point. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is something that is like very, very much dedicated to, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to say something about what it is to feel good or bad. Like, Functionally, I, yeah, I, I think about Kojima games, um, you know, Suda games, Adeka Robot games. This is like, it's like they're shining a light on you. The light is bright, and there's a very clear purpose to the light. And then you get to turn around and look at your shadow and mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, holy fuck, that's what I look like." You, you know, like <laughs> you do learn like a little bit. I think it is real art. You know, that's that fucking. It, it's a it's an annoying. Well, it's an annoying conceit, but that that uh, it became like very Reddit famous that idea. Good design tells everyone the same thing. Good art tells everyone something different. You know, like, and and I think that that is something that those games all do, like Metal mm-hmm. Gear Solid and Danganronpa, and you know, some of Suda's games is like there's clearly a point being made, but there is still there's still work to be done on you right. to process that information and kind of what that means, you know, to yourself, you know what I'm saying? There's yep. not just something being told. There's not a Neil Druckmann violence is bad, you know, but sometimes you have to do it if there's family. Yeah. And, and like, and then, and, and uh, we, we can wrap up cause we're, we're over an hour and I'm yeah. taking so much of your time. Uh, 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 we're, we're cooking. I, well, I'm glad we're, we're talking cooking. about Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> I mean, listen, we, we talked, we talked the hell out of Honkai Star Rail. I, yeah. I do think also like, but what you said there is like, it, it really does clarify like why I find that game so uninteresting. It's cause like, mm-hmm. Danganronpa is about like posing a situation and asking how you feel about it. The mm-hmm. last of us is about posing a situation and telling you what Neil Druckmann thinks about it. Yeah. Which is like, I don't care. <laughs> like, why why yeah. would I care? Like you're not, you're not an author. Like it's, it's not like reading a book and being like, Ooh, I can't wait to find out what my favorite author thinks about this because I love them. Right. It's just assuming that like he has something to say about it. Well, and, and I guess, I guess what things about it is it, is it feels like the events of the game are not something that happened in the world in a way that like reflects our world. It's mm-hmm. more that this game was engineered to justify how he feels about the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the fact that we had to get to, you know, zombies, you know, you've got to get you, you've immediately for, in order for that idea to be viable to a lot of people, you've automatically got to go to a world where, the social contract is so thoroughly broken and distrust in society has collapsed so much like that, like people are just killing each other all the time. And you just, that is not how society is right now. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like there is other things. Like I think Phoenix Wright has a better idea of like how people hurt you in the world and like what's dangerous than fucking last of us does. So Well, and like, and like not to, you know, that, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. I think, I think that's a really good point. And like, it, it is, it's again, that like, that, like the level of seriousness we can give something because it looks serious versus because it doesn't look serious. And I think that's exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Some of the least serious looking things that I've played are the most effective Uh, going back to undertale, going back to Honkai star rail, going back to all sorts of the stuff. Like these things can make you feel something, even if they look kind of goofy. 
Umin Echo is like one of like my favorite fiction pieces. And I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you're familiar, if anyone here, if people listening are familiar with Ryukishi's insistence on drawing his own sprites. I love it. It's, it's so good. It's so funny. But like, and I mean, look, he's a better artist than I am, but like they, they're, they're, they're very charming, but they're also like, <laughs> there's not, it's not, it's not exactly uh, going insane with the reality. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not, you're, yeah. But like, what I lo- I'm looking at them now. What I love about what I love about Ryukishi sprites, mm-hmm. sorry, is that um, everyone gets super angry when there's updated, better versions of them. Yes, They're like what's yes. this trash? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't. I didn't get it yeah. at first. Like I looked and I was like, I don't know. The new stuff looks pretty good. <laughs> that I kind of like understood Umineko fans. So I was like, okay, no, it's I understand. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, they are like they're freaks, but but then, you know what I'm saying. But like, those are those are such silly little those drawings. You should look them up if you can't. Ryukishi's like illustrations of the characters because they're just they're so fucking silly. You know, they're yeah, just said, said how it sounds. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty funny. Like yeah, the ones yeah. The, if you're wondering the ones that you think that must be fan art are uh, not those fan are his. Art. Yeah, those are his. Yeah, and but the, but at the same time. He when he released these games, it was just those illustrations, and those are still wildly very powerful, affecting, you know, games. Because even with this, you know, art style that like hypothetically should hold it back because it's so goofy looking, but like, you know, and actually the the effect is even higher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it actually kind of heightens the effect in, in some of the cases, like when. Reina goes insane or like some of these like cutesy it's you know it's an effect that um i think doki doki literature club tried to capitalize on um and yeah. was ultimately less less successful with it um because Let's it was go. kind of aping that um yeah i don't i, I mean i don't want to like shit on doki doki literature i like doki i just got yeah. mad that everyone was like finally visual novels are art <laughs> like dating, yeah, dating simulators are i was like okay okay Let's yeah calm down well, I mean, and again, I, I guess, you know, because I think it's the first time somebody like, you, you know, somebody built the world in service of something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which like is good. I'm glad that he did that. But it's like also there's a lot better examples of it than that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Where it's like mm-hmm. instead of the end game being like, whoa, wouldn't it be crazy? What, what you know, just, it ends up being a Black Mirror episode. You yeah, know, what if, <laughs> yeah. or, or my, what if your what if your computer wanted to date you? What if, what what if, what if to what if to get dump your girlfriend you had to delete her folder? <laughs> <laughs> what, what if what if your computer's bios were also the biographies of many <laughs> girls living in your computer? <laughs> Oi. Oh, mate, what, what if, what, what if, what, what if, what if your waifu died, and then, and then, and then the waifu you didn't want, she was suddenly your waifu. What about that? Didn't think of that, right? Tosser. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think, like, mm-hmm. I mean, to sort of. I mean, at least tie my stuff up. I, you, yeah. I, I could listen to you talk about this for for hours, but like, uh, um, I think like you know my my thought on this is it really does come back to, and I mean it's not something we really talked about very much in this episode, but like it, it comes back to what is allowed to be respectable and what's not, and like it, mm-hmm. it's I think one of the through lines in games that I've really 
connected with and enjoyed is that on some level they're not fully respectable. They're not focusing on being respectable. They're focusing on being like interesting games. So like even like yeah. even like Baldur's Gate three is yes. like there's there's all sorts of like goofy fantasy stuff going on there, and it it works because it leans into that or like uh, um, you know again a problematic company but lobotomy corporation or, or even like final fantasy uh, 7 remake like yeah. a lot of the stuff i love in final fantasy 7 remake is like the the silly things like where they're just like they're like oh yeah we're gonna make like we're gonna make this character really we're gonna make cloud really awkward for some reason yeah. uh and, and it's like that's cool like it's not it, we're not doing it in like a gritty real way we're not doing it in a, oh he's so cool kind of way it is just like it's it's a video game it does what it does and like yeah i think respectability is one of the worst impulses in gaming yes absolutely look at the look at the fucking um yakuza games oh not respectable in, at all yeah. yeah i was gonna say that those are well those are games that just understand you know like it's like on the one hand it's like you're you're leaving it's like one of the most serious like crime drama things it's like oh my my entire family will be killed and murdered at this like one point in time. And then it's like, all right, I've got to go to the other side of the city to save my daughter who will die immediately. And then you like accidentally trigger the side quest there. It's like, Oh, the dildo salesman has uh, spilled his, his things. You tripped over them. You know? <laughs> it's so good. And, and it's awesome. Like it's I want to be clear. It works. And it's awesome because they just fucking lean into that shit. Like, you know, well, and, yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly when it's like okay we don't need kiryu being like gritty right now what we need is like the mushroom salesman who can't uh convince anyone that he's selling just regular mushrooms yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. So funny. The, the guy who the guy like um you're you're doing part four of the side quest of the guy who keeps trying to kill himself um but then his <laughs> gold digger girlfriend shows up um and, and, and talks him off the ledge to get more money <laughs> and, and you just keep progressing that quest over and over again across like 13 games like they keep having them come back in the games and it's so funny every so fucking good. time like it's so funny every time. Yeah, like I, 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 yeah, I really think, yeah, that's that's where I fall on it. I think I think play yeah. more play more games that make you a little bit embarrassed because you're gonna end up liking them more. I think right. than than something that's yeah. just anodyne. Yeah, I, I guess that's just that's just my point. You know, is that I, I want, you know, uh, Honkai Star Rail and Genshin Impact and like Hoyoverse games have this like reputation they are gotcha games you know uh, they have a reputation as less than right than like of any triple yeah. a game and i think that's just the main point that i wanted to bring in here you know is it's like like I, i'm not going to argue that genshin impact and, or honkai star rail are like some of the best games of all time you know no, there's I, no I, real reason to argue that yeah yeah you know they're just their games you know now we're not talking about the best visual novel of all time honkai impact yes, <laughs> yes of course i would not the the the, the multi-million word epic um right i would never extend it to that you know no, please don't the thousand, sure. yeah the, I, I i would i mean really the only thing it compares to is the the tale of genji but uh <laughs> It's, it's kind of a digital tale of Genji, if you think about it. Right? <laughs> um, second book is going to be really popular. People like, are going to love it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be sick. Um, but um, yeah, but, but just I, I think that, you know, those games, you know, they're 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 just good at what they do. They're just very good, very solid games that have, you know, an idea and they execute them. And the yeah. fact that they're gotcha games almost 
you, you know, takes a back seat because of the quality. You know what I'm saying? And I just, yeah, I, just, I agree. I, I just, this is like a very old man yelling at cloud. And I get a lot of shit as like a, um, uh, what's, what's the word, uh, uh, fuck, I'm losing the word. The person who disagrees with everything. Um, oh, contrarian. Contrarian. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm getting a, I get a, I get a uh, become, I get accused of being a video game contrarian. And I was kind of doing my old man yelling at cloud game again, because I was just, I was, I was just kind of devastated to see like all the, the hype for like Spider-Man two. And I like really enjoyed Spider-Man one and mm-hmm. there absolutely fine video games, much like Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail, they are totally worth the money and I really enjoy my time with them. But just like the breathlessness and everyone's like, yeah, I just see how many people like who play video games, but just kind of stop at the AAA level and just kind of, you know, you know, like play these video games that are ultimately like, you know, they're pretty good, but it's like, uh, you know, just you could be there's so much other good stuff out there that I think you would really like if you like gave this other stuff like a chance, you know, instead of very safe, just these very safe games that, you know, like everyone plays because it's like, you know, part of the zeitgeist, you know, it's it's like, like, it's like red dead too. Right. Like that, that's sort of like a perfect game where it's like, it's a great game in the ways it's a great game, but it's also the safest possible game that way. That might be oh, oh. because I really like I really like. Ah, okay, wait, I'm, I'm not going to open that can of worms at all. An hour twenty three. Yeah, we can talk about that at some point. We should we should do a we should do um, Bioshock for one of these ones. We should do Bioshock Infinite and Red Dead Death Stranding. And, well, yeah, you have to convince me that the politics of Death Stranding are any good because that's that's where I that's where I ultimately think it 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 messes up. So you have to convince me that Die Hard Man really his his tearful speech at the end of the game is a good uh. A good moment instead of him just becoming a Hillary man. Die hard man. I mean, I mean, I think that Hillary man. I, I think that's ultimately what you get when you get you know Kojima like actually like thinking about politics. That that's Kojima using his brain instead of going by feel. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh no, it totally is. Yeah, like like he just needs to go by feel. You know what I'm saying? And and the, when he goes by feel, he creates like this very beautiful idea of like the loneliness of covid before covid even fucking happened which yeah. is just, i mean God, yeah it's a, it is unbelievable he's an, amazing, he's an amazing guy yeah he's so awesome what, is, what did he know uh, as as they say I, just, I love that he's also just the most normal man in like how he posts and everything like that like he's just a normie king who's just like but his just feel is like incredible he's going to the movies to watch the criminal (laughs) exactly lego movie was awesome (laughs) one of one of my favorite ones and this is the most scathing review he'll ever give a movie is he just said the the full tweet was um saw captain marvel Oh, that's, no. that's the most you gotta, you gotta feel like you gotta feel like that's like the three minute uh standing ovation at can like that yeah like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. completely owned yeah yeah it's, it, um, it is funny because like i feel like um i compare him to the the uh, uh i forget his first name but ito who does the uh who did the art for silent hill who i follow who's just like junji ito not Junji. Uh, what is, what is the guy's Hold on, I'm going to find his name. I, I'm not thinking of Junji. No, I was going to say he did Silent Hill. I was about to uh, Masahiro Ito. Ito. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Masahiro Ito uh, at ADSK4. Um, 
but he's also like he despises like he, he'll he'll post a lot he'll just be like i hate pyramid head i'm so mad i made pyramid head stop asking <laughs> me to pyramid and like but like he'll also post like he posted a thing that just said um if I hadn't been a huge fan of BDSM, I wouldn't have designed Pyramid Head, Bubblehead Nurse, and Abstract Daddy like those. I think, and I'll have like you know a four a four thing. You know he'll put, he'll he'll paste like then underneath right underneath is like a Francis Bacon style uh, painting, and then like extremely lewd fan art for a low budget project he painted personally based mm-hmm. on Alice in Wonderland inspired by BDSM. And it's just like, <laughs> this is the, this is the, uh, the alternate Kojima because he's just, <laughs> just like, he's very seriously engaging with his work and his frustrations and his desires. Like Kojima's just yeah. like, I got a new, I got a new uh, box from <laughs> churches are back. Here's me with Warren Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, that they're, they're my yin and yang for Twitter. I, I oh, absolutely I, I love them. I, I I I adore Kojima. I think he's like a, a national treasure. And yeah, I, what a little sweet also one. also like Kaz is also like very funny. Where he's just he's just Kojima. If Kojima just like engaged with his fans and like loved his fans, like honestly, he's like very similar to Kojima. But like but like is genuinely like so appreciative of his fans and is like always like retweeting Aww. like oh look at how sick this is. It's it's shit. Like that's cool. Like you know, and then he'll also that. he'll also do like weird. Uh, every character in from one of his games when it's their birthday, he'll write like one tweet as like the character. So he'll do like when it's like Mikan's birthday, he'll do like a, a little Mikan tweet like, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed." I shouldn't have fallen down. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and like, like he'll, he'll just do that. And like for just shits and giggles for his fans. He won't do ultimate despair. Mekon. He'll just do, he'll do embarrassed Mekon. Well, two sides of the same coin, brother. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Now I'm freaking out. Yeah. Um, well, Sam, uh, this was great. My, my, my fave. Thank you so much. Uh, my fave, my fave discussion of, um, of Honkai star. Rail so far. I, say, I love that. I, I was very concerned coming into this. I'm like, fuck, I don't think I'm going to have anything to say. <laughs> but, um, no, there's al- there's always something to say. Maybe. Yeah. We did an hour and a half. Let's go. So, uh, you can be found, uh, your, your podcast is, uh, you have the new podcast with the IDF. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're very busy. A lot of listeners. So everyone's really mad. Uh, I wonder if there's one serious listener to that uh, podcast. I I don't think, I think there's probably 500 people who are listening in order to cover it on a separate podcast. I was going to say it's, it's all podcast (laughs) producers getting clips for like, it's it's turtles all the way down. Um, No, you're, you're on a podcast called, you know, ball, which uh, is my favorite basketball podcast. And uh, Mm -hmm. most people in the Philadelphia area, it seems favorite basketball podcast. Uh, the Fly Network has nothing on you, uh, nor does the Ringer. It seems that's right. That's right. We're 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 trying to defeat the Ringer um, at their own game. Yeah, I mean we we enjoy. Uh, we're uh, most we, the the thing says mostly Sixers podcast. I'd say we're probably thirty percent a Sixers podcast, and yeah, then, I was gonna you say. know like uh, probably seventy percent the rest of the NBA. So even if you're just an NBA fan, you don't like the Sixers. Uh, yeah, ch- check it out. We're doing thirty percent Sixers, fifteen percent Celtics, yeah, ten percent whatever team that you have decided is the funniest to win. So the Hawks, yeah, 
Exactly. Um, exactly. And yeah. The rest is the is just everyone in the NBA. You can hear me get screamed down by our Patreon members because if you're a Patreon member, you can yell at us mid episode um, about uh, why I think the Hawks are going to be a top three seed in the East so far. And They're, by the way, uh, I just like to say right now, as, as of the recording, the Hawks number three in the East. So oh, once again, absolutely. once again, done it. And I'm sure they will stay there the entire year. There's no way this is the back. Your, your two hot takes uh, that the Sixers would still be a decent team and that yes. the Hawks are going to be a top three seed of the East, both panning out uh, your third hot take. The Celtics will uh, collapse without Marcus Smart somewhat less. Yes. Uh, and, that the Grizzlies, less and that the Grizzlies would be good without. They might get a win tonight. They're playing the Trailblazers tonight. Might get the oh, Grizzlies God. The Trailblazers are putrid. Oh, God. This poor team. That poor team. Let's go. All uh, right. Well, go follow Sam. Go follow Sam at uh, NBA Baby Secret. Go listen to, to You Know Ball. If you want to learn about basketball, that's a good way to do it. Um, I'm. I'm. I would profess myself no expert at basketball. Uh, it's not my. It's not baseball and football to me. I, I have my deficiencies, so it's a good one to learn on if you are trying to become a sports liker. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so hopefully we'll see you back soon for for V three. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me, brother. I always enjoy having doing these things, and I, oh, I appreciate the audience uh, uh, bearing with us as uh, Trevor and I. <laughs> we needed a break oh, after. We needed a break after two. That was. Yeah. It was a lot. It, it was, was a lot. lot. All right, talk to you soon, man. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.